Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. One of the most frequently asked questions I get, funny enough, is from individuals who are stepping into leadership but don't necessarily have a leadership background. And these are individuals who are competent, individuals who have paid their school fees, for lack of a better word. They have served, worked, given their blood, sweat, and tears in a specific organization, department, role, environment. And they get rewarded for their long service. And part of the reward is promotion. But when they get the promotion that they rightfully deserve, they actually find out that it's not just promotion based on competence, but one of the things it comes with is leadership. And I'm often asked, how do you lead when you have no background of leadership? When you are thrown into the deep end of having to lead a team, not only a team, but sometimes of people who are even more qualified and more competent than you are to lead. And I'm so excited on this podcast episode to really speak to those leaders as to how do you navigate uncharted territory of leadership when you don't have a background of leadership. Welcome to Take Your Lead podcast and I'm so glad that you've joined us. Our purpose and aim really is to empower leaders to take charge of their personal growth, development, as well as their emotional well-being. We know that leadership is hard. One of the things that makes leadership hard are people. And in this podcast episode, I really just want to share three ideas of how best do you navigate leadership when you don't have prior experience. And the first thing I want like us to speak to and look at is the importance of leading yourself first. Leadership, personal leadership. I speak a lot about it and I think it's one of the key things that will enable you to be able to be effective as a leader, personal leadership. We'll look at also how to reintroduce yourself as a leader, being able to reintroduce who you are. And then lastly, we'll conclude with team leadership. Team leadership. So firstly, let's talk about personal leadership. One of the things you need to be intentional about learning is now that you are a leader, what does it mean? First and foremost, it means you need to take ownership. You need to know that possibly there was someone ahead of you who would actually take the bullet, who would take the blame. I love having this graphic representation of a leader as a spearhead or arrowhead in that it is the point of the spearhead that has the most impact 
but also it is what paves the way so that the rest of the arrow is able to go through smoothly. And the pain that the head um, experiences is different than the pole that is attached to the head. I'm not too sure of the terminology for lack of a better word. Uh, but graphically, I think you do get the point I'm communicating. And I'm saying this to speak to how as a leader, oftentimes you go first. And that's the painful thing about being a leader. You are the one who's actually asked the questions. You are the one who needs to account. You are the one who needs to actually ask yourself as a leader, did I communicate effectively? Did I understand what I was communicating? Did the team understand what I was communicating? And this stems first and foremost from asking yourself those questions, being able to lead yourself. Why is personal leadership important? It's important because you can't lead people to a place where you've not been yourself first and foremost. And I know the flip side of that is vision, which we'll talk more to in terms of leading people to a place in terms of vision where you've never been. And I get that um, philosophy around that space, but I'm talking to a place of asking something that you're not willing to do as a leader, which I think is quite unfair because we see a lot of this where people would expect people that they lead to be held to a higher standard that they themselves are not willing to rise to. I think John C. Maxwell, when speaking to leadership, speaks of how as a leader, leader you are the lead uh, of whatever organization and whatever you do, in that if you as a leader are a five, everyone else within your team who follows your leadership can only be a four and below. They can't rise above a four because you are a five. You are limiting their potential. And this is true as a husband leading your wife, leading your family. This is true as a friend leading the group of people that you surround yourself with. This is true as a manager leading a team of employees and colleagues. This is true for any and every leader because as a leader, you are the one who actually informs how far people can go. And that's why personal leadership is very important because the more I grow, the more I give room to the team to grow. Failure for me to grow is actually not only going to limit and hinder my growth, but it's going to hinder and limit the growth of whatever it is that I'm involved in. Because whatever you do takes after your character. Whatever you do, takes after your character and that's extremely important because as a leader you need to work on yourself first ask yourself would i follow me mm. just spend time and ask yourself if i didn't really have to follow by title that which is level one leadership where people follow you because they have to ask yourself the question would i really follow me if i was not paid to follow me Am I, follow, am I competent enough? Do I have enough knowledge, skills that I've applied that makes me competent? Would I willingly follow me? Do I know the direction? Can I lead me? Because if you can't lead me, leading yourself, it's going to be hard for you to lead the people that you are called to lead. And the beautiful thing about leadership and personal growth and personal leadership is something that once you apply your mind, time, and are willing to invest into it, it will give you a high return on your investment. Things like leading your thinking, being able to ask yourself, can I take charge of my thinking? Can I choose what I think on for this period of time? 
And why am I emphasizing this? Because uh, there's one of the quotes that speaks of how men's life is what they think about most of the time or all day. Because your thinking creates your reality. And the thing about thinking is that thinking then informs your feeling. Uh, your feelings and then your feelings informs oftentimes your behavior and that's the difference between successful leaders and unsuccessful leaders and successful leaders allow their feelings to inform their behavior whereas successful leaders allow their behavior to inform their feelings that's the difference are you gonna be a feely feely leader or are you gonna be a leader that says i'm gonna behave and do what is right even if i don't feel like it feelings will catch up later because feelings are not reliable feelings will catch up later so as you work on your personal leadership do what is right even though you might not always feel like it feelings catch up later but part of how you take control of your feelings is by taking control of your thinking because as a man thinketh in his heart or in his mind so is he if you can just control your thinking the thoughts your gate of what you allow into your thinking because the thing about the mind, again, is it cannot differentiate between what is true and what is false. And that's the power of the mind. Imagine if you would feed your mind that you, if you tell your mind, I think it's Henry Ford who said, if you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Just think about that. Whether you think you can, whether you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> All of this is in your mind. So once you begin to apply your mind in the right direction, you are already set towards becoming a better version of who you are meant to be as a leader. So what am I saying to you? First and foremost, lift your leadership lid. Work on yourself. Read. Invest in resources that will enable you to be better. Though the thing about leadership, it's not um, doesn't happen by osmosis. It needs you in to be intentional. It needs you to read. It needs you to be around environments that expose you to leadership where you're able to ask yourself, okay, how do people actually lead? How do I lead this team? Because one of the things, again, as a individual who might be promoted or finds yourself in a leadership position and you're not necessarily used to it is you need to then learn how to move away from working in a business or in an organization or working in that particular task and learning to work on it because the difference then is you then begin to become strategic you're no longer only caught up in the mundane specific details which are necessary but you're able to take a bird's eye view of the overall picture of how every piece feeds into what needs to happen but you can't do that if you've not worked on yourself and lastly one of the reasons you need to work on yourself is because people seldom follow leaders who are not competent people want to know will i be better if i follow this person will this person can i trust this person can they help me can will they contribute to me reaching my full potential truth of the matter is you can see someone who's not competent and who's just winging it and you can get away with that for a certain period of time because people have to follow you because the boss said so but over time, you then begin to learn that, okay, people must not follow me because they have to, but I want them to follow me because they want to. And why do they want to? Because I've worked on myself and they know there's so much they can learn from me. So number one, work on your personal leadership. Secondly, reintroduce yourself. This is one of the hard things because it speaks of being willing to unlearn 
to learn. There are certain things within leadership that you do because you literally have been doing it and it's part of your norm. You hang out with the same peers. You do uh, certain things, maybe even cut certain corners together. But when you rise to leadership, certain things begin to change. Things are no longer the same. And that's why you would have a lot of people who would say you actually acting different. You are acting as if a bit superior, better than us. And oftentimes we tend to want to downplay that because we want to belong. But the danger of downplaying such is that it works against you because when you need to assert or affirm your authority, you've already watered down the role that you've been given as a leader. So you need to then begin to carry yourself as a leader. One of the episodes that we're going to be doing soon, which is, um, I think it's the next episode, um, just need to check with our podcast uh, team, is speaks of acting like a leader, which really drills deep into the behaviors that are associated with how you need to act as a leader. Because sometimes we act as managers when we're supposed to be leaders, or we act as people who are not in charge when we're supposed to be in charge. Uh, so, so, so your behavior is very important. As you reintroduce yourself, be aware of moments where you need to reinforce the culture of leadership that you want to create, where you need to, for example, show up on time. If you are a person that would show up the same time with your colleagues, now that you are a leader or manager, begin to show up earlier. That's a simple thing that you can do that begins to set you apart. Not only show up earlier, but leave later. It's small things like that that enable you to give you that upper hand where people are able to see that, okay, he's different. He's no longer showing up uh, that late as we all used to. So it's easier even for you to correct it if it needs to be corrected because it starts from you. Leave a bit later. Not only that, but also your tone and your speech is going to be very important because how you speak to people will inform whether they respect you or not in your absence. So be very intentional about the choice of words you use, the tone you use, the atmosphere you want to create, which we'll conclude with when we talk about team leadership. So reintroduce yourself. Part of reintroducing yourself, especially in the world of social media, you might have to recreate a new social media account or you might have to delete an existing account and work on a new one so that you reintroduce yourself as a leader. You might have to take down certain posts that you might not be proud of. Because one of the things you need to ask yourself, which is around the space of personal leadership, is asking yourself, am I proud of what I'm posting? What does it say of the person I am? What does it say of the organization or brand that I identify with? Um, because you're no longer thinking for me, myself and I, but you now have a holistic picture of who you are and who you are becoming and how it shines the light on the person or organization that might have endorsed your leadership. So be intentional about reintroducing yourself. Look for interactions where you can reintroduce yourself beyond changing the title on your email signature or door um, or email wherever you communicate or saying that to the team when you're having your meetings. But let it be subtle. But the subtle, the silence, let it speak louder. So that your actions attest to the fact that, okay, they are behaving differently. They are acting like a leader. Um, and, and this is important because it leads to the last point, which is team leadership. Because you will then have to lead the team. But you can't lead the team, as I said, if you've not led yourself first and foremost. But part of you leading the team then uh, is, is the importance of understanding that as a leader, you need to know the way. You need to show the way. But not only show the way, you need to go the way. 
And that's what the team needs from you. Part of what the team needs from you is clarity. And part of how you begin to introduce clarity is you begin to communicate the vision to them. Okay, Um, guys, possibly I was part of your colleagues. This is what we do, but this is who I am now. And this is how I would like us to do things as a team. And begin to always show them the win that if we are working well, this is how we know we are winning. Uh, This is how we know we're not winning. This is how we see and know that we're missing the targets and have those weekly check ins with the team. Uh, with the team but also within one-on-ones with the team know the players on your team know their strengths know their weaknesses what that does it enables you to better position them so that the team is able to win but it needs time and it needs intention and sometimes you might need to develop a strong bench uh, within the team where you might have people that you are investing in who are not yet in the forefront or publicly seen but what that does in the long run it gives them confidence so that when they need to pull up their socks and show face and begin to jump in uh, and the train is already moving there's really no time for training but you know and you are confident that they are competent because you've done the work on the back end so that they are able on the front end rather to be able to hit the ground running like in any sport sing spot match or game When it's time for substitution, it's not a time for you to be training players, but training has taken place uh, even before there was a need for the replacement or the substitution to take place. In fact, what gives you confidence to call the referee and change the player is because you've invested in the player. You know they will be able to contribute and add value to what needs to be done. So as a leader, you need to be very intentional about having a strong bench. Um, training them, exposing them, teaching them, showing them the ropes. Part of what I try to do within team leadership is when I'm doing something that I know will need to be done by someone else soon, uh, might not be near, medium, long term, I intentionally invite people to see, to show them the ropes so that I have more confidence when I need to delegate uh, because I've intentionally invested in them. And I strongly believe if we can really hone these three uh, key principles, they're going to help us um begin to move away from and assert our presence as leaders move away from just being someone who's leading by title but someone who leads by function again begins with you start by leading yourself work and invest on your personal leadership secondly reintroduce yourself be intentional about how be thoughtful about how you introduce yourself and then lastly Invest in your team. And I strongly believe once you apply these three, you'll be well on the way of success. I wish you well as you transition. For those who might not yet transition, I think this you might be able to pull back from your pocket and from that shelf where you might store it. And I hope it adds value to you and helps you take your lead. Till we meet again next time. Do remember to download the episode notes, which are a great tool for application and do share the content with people whom you think it will add value to and do tag, share. If we happen to see it on the socials, we'll be definitely be sure to repost. But most importantly, we love hearing from you and learning how we can do better and keep growing. Till you meet again next time, take your lead and help us change the world one individual at a time. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. 
And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.